Welcome to episode 579 of the 1010 Thrive Podcast, brought to you by 1010 Thrive Ministries. I'm Peter Anderson. 1010 Thrive, 10 minutes a day based on 10 guidelines for abundant living. Today we continue with part four of It's a Light Thing. We ended our last episode with this assertion. Sometimes you have to go through something in order to get to something. Some have to go through the water, and some have to go through the flood, and some have to go through hard trials, and some have to go through crooked places, and some have to go through rough places, and you may even have to go through the valley and the shadow of death. But if you're going to live and deal with life's difficulties, sometimes you've got to go a roundabout way. Sometimes you need to follow a circuitous route to your blessing. Sometimes in going the long way around, you end up in a better position. For more than a hundred years, they tried to open a museum celebrating African American heritage. Had the museum been approved and built in the 1990s, it would likely have been housed in the East Hall of the Smithsonian's Arts and Industries Building. Instead, what we have today is a 400,000 square foot facility in a prime location on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. The largest museum in the world dedicated to black history and culture and the third most visited Smithsonian Museum. God will use your enemies on your behalf. God will send you in a roundabout way to get you where he wants you to be. But in the process of dealing with your difficulties, you must make preparations for your blessing. You weren't looking for that. You have to make preparations for your blessing. You didn't see that in the text. I know you weren't looking for it. Once Jehoshaphat and Jehoram inquired of the prophet Elisha, Elisha gave them a strange word from the Lord. This is what he said. Thus saith the Lord, make this valley full. You have to prepare for your victory. Maybe the one who sows won't be the one who reaps. Maybe the one who starts won't be the one who finishes. Before the NAACP, before Thurgood Marshall, before Rosa Parks, there was Mary Ellen Pleasant, who sued one San Francisco streetcar company for not allowing black people on their line, and sued another that permitted segregation. Before Madam C.J. Walker, the African-American entrepreneur who was recorded as the first female self-made millionaire in America in the Guinness Book of World Records, there was Mary Ellen Pleasant, who had a net worth of about $30 million, a fortune she amassed based on stocks, real estate, and a series of businesses, and who used her money to support abolitionist causes, including the Underground Railroad and John Brown's raid on Harper's Ferry. It was the efforts of early pioneers like Pleasant that laid the groundwork for the civil rights movement in the United States. God wants to give you a victory, but he asks you to prepare. Now check this out. If you're in a situation where the enemy is before you, the allies you have are not really your allies, but are your enemies in disguise. The path you're trying to take is interrupted by a detour, you are required to take an alternate route and the long way around. Your troops and your cattle have run out of water. You have inquired of the prophet and all the prophet says is make this valley full of ditches. My advice to you is this. Go ahead and make the valley full of ditches. Now I realize that it does not make sense to dig ditches. The battle is before you and here you are in the deepest part of the valley digging ditches. I realize that it doesn't make any sense to dig ditches. 
You have the enemy before you, a leaderless people on one side, and the son of a godless Jezebel and an evil Ahab on the other. And here you are, down in the valley, with a shovel in your hand, digging ditches. Nevertheless, there are those moments when it's best that you do what God says to do, even when it does not make sense why God says to do it. What God requires of you right now might not achieve the purposes that you have set for yourself, but my advice is dig ditches. Consider the logic of it all. Since he's got the whole world in his hands, since his ways are not our ways, since his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, since he has thoughts that he thinks towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end, dig ditches. Since his compassions fail not, and they're new every morning, why don't you go ahead and dig the ditches? Since you want his will to be done, and not your will to be done, why don't you stop complaining and just dig some ditches? This God has been better to you than you've been to yourself. Go on and dig some ditches. Since if you were smart and had it all together, you wouldn't be in this mess to begin with, why don't you go ahead and dig ditches? The best reason you have to dig ditches is because God said so. This is what the text says. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water that ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts. Ah, let's see. We're standing in the wilderness. There are no rivers here. There are no streams here. There is not a cloud in the sky, but God says, fill the valley with the ditches. You don't see any wind, you don't see any rain. And yet this word says your valley is going to be filled with water. Now this is not complicated. Here's the principle. When God says, dig a ditch, it's my job to dig a ditch. And it's God's job to supply the water. Sometimes we want to do God's job for him. But all we need to do is trust and obey. Life's difficulties can be handled, but only as a matter of trust. You are faced with an enemy it seems impossible to defeat. You are engaged in a warfare in which it is impossible for you to prevail. You are powerless over some force in your life and you need help. You are in a battle of psychological depression and spiritual malaise and the only thing you can do right now is to trust God. Trust God when you don't know, when you don't understand, when you don't see, when you don't know how, when it doesn't make sense. Trust God to do what you can't do for yourself. Trust God to do what only God can do. Trust God to do what no other power is able to do. Trust God that the descendants of Mansa Musa and Afonso I will not be outcasts forever. That a people whose forebears established kingdoms in which art, learning, and technology flourished would not always be excluded from formal schooling. That a people who had long been skilled in medicine, mathematics, and astronomy would one day have one of their own perform the trajectory analysis that sent the first American to space. A people who had once fashioned luxury items in bronze, ivory, gold, and terracotta would not pick cotton forever, but would one day produce an Elizabeth Keckley, seamstress to Mary Todd Lincoln, and for the most influential DC women. 
a people who had once fashioned luxury items in bronze, ivory, gold, and terracotta would one day produce an Anne Lowe, who designed the wedding dress for John F. Kennedy's bride, and whose designs are even now on display at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. That these people would one day produce an art smith, whose jewelry was featured in Vogue and Harper's Bazaar in the 1950s. Trust God that these people would not languish in obscurity forever. Trust God that they would one day break free from the yoke of slavery, that they would one day be rid of the cloak of Jim Crow oppression. Trust God. What doesn't make sense now will make sense by and by. But you have to be prepared for the blessing. You've got to make the valley full of ditches before the water will come. To be continued. Father, help us to trust you to do what you ask us to do, even when it doesn't make sense to us, and even when we don't understand. That's our episode. Remember that God calls you not only to live, but to thrive. Live life to the full today.